Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Women's World Cup of Soccer is going to be happening later this year. And of course, so many of us are excited to see Canada compete. They are, after all, the gold medal winners from the Tokyo Olympics, right? So why are we hearing about the team being frustrated, upset, angry with Canada soccer? So upset that they've been taking job action. They sat out training for a couple of days last week. Now, many questions, hard questions, are being asked about the organization that runs soccer in this country, and that is Soccer Canada. Questions about what they are doing with all the money amidst this surge in popularity for the men's and women's team in this country. Joining us now to talk more about this is Joshua Cloak, staff writer at The Athletic and author of The Voyagers, Canada's Men's Soccer Team's Quest for the World Cup. Joshua, thank you for being with us this morning. Good morning. So what do we know about Canada soccer? What, like, what, who's behind this organization? Well, I mean, it is a government-funded organization that, you know, oversees all soccer activities in this country, not unlike Hockey Canada, for example, another organization that is no stranger to, to scandal as of late. Um, you know, at the top of, of Canada soccer is, is President Nick Bontis. Um, and this is a volunteer role, the president of Canada soccer should be said he's a professor at McMaster University and Earl Cochran is the general secretary and he's a longtime Canadian soccer executive. He played soccer. Um, and so he's kind of a little more deeply entrenched with the Canadian soccer community. But, you know, in terms of the organization and in terms of the, the, the questions and, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing that players, both the men's and women, you know, it should be noted, they're working kind of in concert right now. There's two things I think they're they're most frustrated about. The first thing is the lack of kind of financial transparency. Um, and a lot of this stems from the fact that in 2018, Canada Soccer signed a deal with, you know, a new company called Canadian Soccer Business that would oversee media rights, sponsorship. And what that did is, is you know, funneled money approximately $3 million every year to Canada Soccer, but that also ensured that, you know, any sponsorship revenue or any media rights money that, that this company generated would go, you know, into this private company and not necessarily into, you know, Canada soccer and the players, that kind of thing. So the transparency and the details behind the deal, and this is a long deal too, by the way, it's a 10-year deal with a 10-year option afterwards. I think there are a lot of players that are asking you know, why weren't players consulted in, in this deal? So I think there's some frustration there. And two, yeah, you, you kind of mentioned it, the lack of money, right? There's just, there was, you know, widespread cuts to the, you know, to the men's and women's national team programs recently. Um, why? I had a one, yeah, I had one men's national team player tell me this weekend that, you know, he heard it was 50%. So, you know, 50%, you know, half of what, this men's team, the men's and women's teams, when they have never been more popular, um, you know, that's, that's staggering. Um, why? We still don't know. And I think that's a big problem that, that has yet to be addressed. Canada soccer um, just has not done a lot of work. That The people at the top of Canada soccer have not done a lot of work kind of getting out in front of the cameras, explaining their side, 
Um, I think there's a lot of frustration from players that, you know, these leaders are not necessarily acting like leaders, you know, and explaining what needs to be done, how this money needs to be managed. Um, there's a lot of frustration. I think a lot of people assume that in terms of equal pay, that's only part of that. These are you know deep rooted issues that I think people are players have been really really upset about for years and years and years. Um, so in terms of the why, we don't know yet why there's been you know this this cut thing, and I think that's part of the problem is that Canada Soccer hasn't done a good enough job explaining their rationale. Right now, Joshua, is it true that that what I heard and read um, was that you know when the players said, "Listen, we're not going to play, or we're going to sit out training, we're going to be on strike." Uh, what Canada Soccer said to them was, "We're going to sue you if you don't if you don't play these games." Well, because they were able to do that because you know that was their next course of action because Canada Soccer didn't have the legal right to strike at that point, right? Like you, you have to, they're, they're legal, you know. I guess there are hoops you have to jump through, for lack of a better term, right? Um, to 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 go on strike, right? Like, and and that would mean not playing games. Um, I don't know. My understanding is is they didn't have the necessary paperwork done in time to not, not participate at the She Believes Cup, which is a you know it's a four team invitational tournament with Brazil, the United States, Japan that they're playing in in the United States right now, and it's a big important World Cup you know preparation tournament. Um, so without the I guess legal right to strike, Canada Soccer could say, well, we could sue you. We just need to take a step back and understand here that. You have Canada Soccer, an organization threatening to sue its own players. And, and what's important to note here, you know, these are not just a few players. You have Christine Sinclair, who, you know, is no stranger to, you know, the BC soccer community. And, and for my money, is the greatest athlete, you know, to, to, to represent Canada, to play in a national yeah. team jersey. And you have her at the front of all this. You have her saying she can't continue in good conscience to represent Canada soccer. This is huge, right? This isn't one or two players upset. This is a very kind of front-facing approach from the women's national team. And you have all the players really heavy stuff on social media as well. Um, They're really, really frustrated. And I think, you know, optically, it really hurts Canada soccer, um, because the players are the ones out here kind of explaining where they're at. And I think they've done so in a pretty good way. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I think there is a lot of deep frustration. And the fact that you're talking about, you know, an organization suing its players, look, we, we know that, you know, Hockey Canada has been just absolutely plagued by scandals lately. And a few months ago, it felt like Canada soccer was starting to veer that way. It almost feels right now like they're on a crash course with that and that soon people are going to be talking about Canada soccer and Hockey Canada in the same breath, which if you're Canada soccer, you want to avoid that at all costs. I know, but I I feel to you, Joshua, that's exactly how I was feeling when I was reading about this on the weekend. I thought, how can this organization be so tone deaf as to what is going on with the Canadian public and with their own players? Where is all the money going if soccer has never been so popular in Canada? Now, this is something to note here, and I know that, you know, that right now in Vancouver, you have an expansion team uh, in the Canadian Premier League, um, and you, you, know, you, you have a team in Victoria as well. So this is a, a young league that was created in 2019, and it's growing. 
Canadian soccer business, and I, I don't want to get too common here, but Canadian soccer business, that company that I mentioned before, is owned by the owners of the CP teams. So effectively, the money that, that this company makes by generating sponsorships for the men's and women's national teams, by generating money through media rights, that is then funneled into Canadian soccer business and these CPL teams. So it kind of helps the, the league itself grow, right? And this is a league that, again, I'm anybody listening that has been to, you know, games uh, in Victoria, for example, knows these aren't really, really well-attended games yet. They have the potential to be, but it's a young league. So this league's survival is kind of held afloat by, you know, this CSB deal. But I think if you're the players, you're really, really frustrated because you're saying, well, we are the ones that have broken through. We yeah. are the ones that are winning gold medals, that are qualifying for the World Cup. We are the now major companies across Canada care about soccer and want to invest in soccer from a sponsorship perspective. Why is that money not going to the men's and women's programs? And I think that's where a lot of the frustration lies. Oh, I would agree. Joshua, thank you so much for explaining it to us this morning. No problem. Thank you.